what a week it's been. So much to talk about and so many things we can't talk about. (laughs) I'm Mark. And I'm Harris. And we'd like to welcome you to Behind the Gorilla, a podcast where we delve into the wild, wacky, and crazy side of professional wrestling. All right, how's it going, everyone? Welcome to part two of this week's episode of um, Behind the Gorilla. And uh, we talked about our recap of All Out, and now it's time for our actual topic for this week. And Harris, don't worry. You don't have you didn't have to make a topic this week because it was my turn. Well, that's good because I didn't, <laughs> as we have already discussed. But yeah. <laughs> I was sitting over here sweating the whole time, like frantically watching other stuff while we talked about All Elite. (laughs) Piecing together a mishmash of a topic, yeah. Yeah. All right, so uh, Harris, over the past three months, we've pretty much only been in WWE, the world of WWE. Yeah, not intentionally, by the way. No, 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 definitely not. It's just that's the way it worked. And to be honest, it's just the easiest thing to do because of the network. Um, So... The last non-WWE episode we did was all the way back when I did the TNA AJ Styles and Claire Lynch saga. Um, Yeah, I know. It's been a while. So, for this week, the goal for me was I was like, all right, not doing a WWE one, doing something else. And then I was like, you know what? Let's also not do a WCW one because we've done a lot of those. Let's do something totally different. Let's do something we've never covered before. Okay. So that is what I've done because we've covered a lot of stuff. We've covered yeah. new. Ju- we've covered New Japan, or have we done any New Japan? I don't think we've done any New, new I, Japan. They're they're too no good for our the, show. Um, we've done Japanese. We have. We, we've done yeah. pl- we've done a couple of DDT ones with the yeah. uh, Kenny yeah. Omega and the little girl and the uh, uh, Tokyo Dome match, which is one of my favorite episodes. That yeah, was yeah, the Four amazing. Corners. Oh, that was amazing. <laughs> yeah, um, I enjoyed that. So we've we've covered. We've obviously done WWE, we've done WCW, we've done a few NWA things, we've done some Japanese stuff. Okay. But we've never touched on this company, which I was a little surprised about. So we are going to take a different route, and we are going to take, well, I mean, I guess different's one way to put it. You could also say a more extreme route. Hey, there it is. That's what I was hoping you were going for. Because we have not talked about ECW. Not once, and there's a good reason for that. <laughs> okay. The reason okay. is just about everything they did is strange and bizarre, so it's kind of hard mm. to like narrow down any particular topic when every week they're like ripping people's ears off and stuff. So, right. You know, it's just it's kind of hard to focus it. So, my goal for this week was trying to be like, all right, what are some really weird ECW stories that are like actual stories that I can talk about that have enough, you know, stuff behind it? Yeah. So it it took a while, but I finally found one, and uh, th- this is one of the more fame or no, that's not the right word. This is one of the more infamous things in the history of ECW, which is basically known for its infamy. Right. And this is one of the ones, and I never heard of this story before, but it's it's a big thing. It almost it actually almost shut down the company. Okay. So now, look, most of the stories we do are mostly lighthearted in nature, 
This one is not. This is very real and it's very graphic. So just a uh, maybe a little bit of a uh, heads up on that. If any young kids are listening to this, it's gonna it's gonna get a little bit little bit graphic in this one. Uh, I'll try and make it funny, but it it might be in. We, we might, like, laugh and then feel bad at ourselves for laughing. Oh, it might geez. be one of those okay. episodes. So, um, anyway, with all that out of the way, let's let's get this started. I'm sure this is one that some of you guys have heard of before, because it, it has been covered, and there's plenty on this topic. But, anyway. So, we're going to go to November 23rd, 1996. Now, this is at an ECW house show. And an incident occurred, it, and it, it would just be so brutal and devastating that it would lead to a severe injury. It would lead to multiple lawsuits, criminal charges, and the near cancellation of ECW's first ever pay-per-view. Okay. I'll first describe the incident and then talk about some of the repercussions because there's a few different steps to this. So the incident took place in Revere, Massachusetts, and it involved a tag team match between the Gangsters, which was Mustafa Saeed, not Ali, and and New Jack. And oh, great. they were a tag team against Devon Dudley, and it was supposed to be Axel Rotten. Now, I'm going to pause here for just a second so I can talk about New Jack um, yep. because it's relevant. Now, Harris, how much do you know about said New Jack? Uh, well, you may have heard me react there. I, I know what we're in for. Let's put it that way. I don't want to steal any of your thunder. I remember once when I was first getting into wrestling, I consumed a lot of um, a lot of top ten videos on YouTube. Like I got a lot of my uh, wrestling culture that way. There was kind of a big wave of that. Uh, what culture wrestling? That kind of thing. And there was a list of times that wrestling matches got real and not just real in the sense that like oh somebody got hurt this just got real real in the sense that like one of the wrestlers just decided to actually beat the (laughs) crap out of their opponent i think seven of them were new jack maybe six that sounds about right that's what he's known for like we talked last week about how you know wrestling is a big deal cooperation is a big deal you have to respect your partner and your opponent because you're you know you're doing a risky thing and we talked about a goofy example of someone kind of breaking the rules in Shawn Michaels. Uh, New Jack is the opposite of that. Yep. Yes. It, no, exactly. So, as you can tell, he was, for lack of a better term, a crazy SOB. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. And, uh, you know, <laughs> we, we've talked about it already. He was ultra stiff in the ring, to say the least. And yeah. he would just put himself through moronic st- situations in matches that even Mm -hmm. Mick Foley like wouldn't do uh, right just to put some context into that (laughs) um the most memorable one probably was in 2000 when he was fighting Vic Grimes and they fell off a balcony some say threw him off a balcony they missed the tables and just crashed to the concrete floor oh Grimes landed on New Jack's head and New Jack suffered brain damage which I didn't know he had a brain to damage and he was also he lost sight in one eye like he was blinded in an eye from it like it was insane he would continue to wrestle wrestling uh after that um and stupid matches and stuff but anyway right, so just to be clear he was already unstable and dangerous 
before he suffered massive brain damage. Right. Right. Well, minor brain damage, but still, uh, if that's any better. Um, anyway, uh, back to the incident. So, so before, so we talked about the before mentioned tag team match. It was was scheduled, but Axel Rotten didn't show. No one knows exactly why. Some say it was traffic, and New Jack said at one point that Axel had to take care of like his grandmother or something. But the point is, he wasn't there. So Paul Heyman, owner and president of ECW, needed to fill the spot. Enter Eric Cullis. Now, I think that's how you pronounce his name, because most of the videos I saw were from foreign people, like <laughs> foreign English, like uh, I think one was like uh, an Australian guy. But anyway, so I'm not quite sure. I think it's Cullis. It's K-U-L-A-S. Okay. Um, now, Cullis was a big wrestling fan in more than one sense. And, uh, as we all do, he wanted to enter the business. He already, oh, okay. he already had a character for himself as well. Um, and it was an interesting, an, a, a, the gimmick was of a bus driver, very much like Jackie Gleason's, uh, Ralph Cramden in the Honeymooners. Cause this guy, now this guy's a massive guy. Like he was fat. He was huge. He was, you know, six, three, six, four, and like close to 400 pounds, like a huge, huge dude. Wow. And uh, so anyway, also then and then ended up Paul Heyman ended up giving him the name, the, the character name Mass Transit, which is pretty <laughs> funny. That is pretty funny. So uh, he had brought his gear to the arena and also his father was with him as well. And they, they somehow got backstage and, and met with Paul Heyman and he was offering his services to fill in. For the match, because Heyman needed someone for this tag team match. Uh, Coolest claimed he was around. It said either 22 or 23 years old, something around there. And he said he'd been trained by Killer Kowalski, who was a legend in the wrestling business. And he had trained. He had a, a very successful school and had trained many wrestlers like uh, Perry Saturn. I think he also worked with Triple H at one point um, in the early 90s. So he had a history of training people. Um, but see, here's the issue. Cullis was actually 17. Great. Not, not not 23. And he had never been trained to wrestle by anybody. Great. Okay, now up until this point, I was feeling really sorry for this guy because it just doesn't sound like anything good is about to happen to him. Yeah. I now feel less sorry for him. Yes. Not yeah. not, not, not sorry at all. <laughs> and I don't know what's about to happen. I'm not being coy. <laughs> like, I can take a pretty good guess, but this is not like, oh, yeah, I know this incident. I don't. Yeah. But, great. Already off to a good start with... Uh, okay, okay. <laughs> Continue. In Anyway, um, so... Also, to make it just even more crazy, Cullis' dad was back there and vouched for him, and they produced... Uh, they uh, allegedly produced fake documents showing his age to Paul <laughs> Heyman. Um, also, there was a little person wrestler there named Tiny the Terrible, who apparently vouched for him as well. That was... I guess a known, like, midget wrestler. Um, so, but, you know, this, this kid just wanted to get on the show. But it gets worse before we even get to the match. Now, Cullis was apparently horrible in the locker room. Like, Hor like Horrible how? Like, he was he just had no idea how he was supposed to act. In oh, a wrestling right, because he's room. not actually a professional wrestler. He's just a right. kid who showed up. 
Right. So right. he's like was making demands. He wasn't following any wrestling etiquette. He was like smoking in front of Taz, who was like a big health guy. He hmm. is like talking about the spots he wants to do in the matches. And this did not sit well with the boys at all. Um, I mean, this is just something you do not do. You just now, did you they, don't. Right. And again, it makes sense to us now who know like, oh, right. Because he was just some idiot who right. wanted to be a wrestler and just showed up and lied his way under the card. They think he should know better. Right. I feel like that's an important thing we have to point out. If they knew it was just a fan running around backstage, it would have been like, all right, this is guy, this guy's annoying. Right. But he's pre- the fact that he's presented himself as one of their peers, as a guy who knows the business and knows like what you do and don't do backstage and has been around the block. He's not just being an annoying fan. He's being the worst and doing it intentionally in their mind. Like right. that's that's very different. Yeah, I mean, there's there's several interviews with the Blue Meanie that are out there um, where he talks in detail about this because he was there for all this and he was just talks about the, the way the kid's acting and everything and how just frustrating it was for everyone. Um, okay, so, you know, he's going to be in this tag match with Devon Dudley against the Gangsters. And... Um, also, before the match, so like I said, when they were talking about the match, he's like coming up to people talking about spots he wants to do, and they're just like, no, no, you're not, no, no, you're not doing any of this. Well, one of the things he wanted to happen was he wanted to get, he wanted to get color. Because, you know, ECW, and he wants to make a name for himself, and whatever. Um, ne- but, but the thing is, because we've mentioned this before, he, he'd never done it. Right. Himself. Um, and so I guess he was smart enough to know he hadn't done it himself, but he was also stupid enough to ask someone else to do it for him in the match. And right. And the, well, and the person he decided to ask was none other than N- New Jack. Man, this guy is just batting zero, isn't he? Now He's making I'm, every wrong choice you could possibly make. Now, I'm sure you remember all that stuff about New Jack. Um, I want yeah. you, Okay, Harris, have you ever seen a picture of New Jack? Uh-huh. Um, and for any of you that are listening, if you don't know what I'm talking about, go right now onto your uh, Google machine, as Bully Ray would say, and look up a picture of New Jack. For, for lack of a better term, it looks like he has a thing of hamburger meat on his forehead. Like, and according to the Blue Meanie, uh, New Jack was like the Leonardo da Vinci of, of blading. Um, so, yeah, when, when Harris says he's batting zero, I think we're even less than that. I think he's batting like negative, if that even was mathematically possible. I'm still – I'm a little caught up on the description he was the Leonardo da Vinci of blading <laughs> because that would seem to imply that, like, he's good at it Right, somehow. right. But I think it more means he makes artwork out of it, like, in his own head. I think that's what he meant by that. Uh, like, it's, it's his passion, maybe. Let's maybe. Um, so, just looking at a picture of New Jack, does this seem like a man you should be asking to blade you? Like <laughs> No, no like, I'm scared looking at him, frankly. <laughs> right. And I know he can't hurt me. 
Oh man, uh, there's there's a great YouTube video that that I got some information from that I watched. Uh, it's all about the incident. It's posted by Wrestling Bios. Uh, that's the name of the page. And um, <laughs> in the comment section, there was a comment that, that said, and this is a quote: "Asking New Jack to blade you is like asking Ted Bundy Bundy to show your daughter a good time." <laughs> Yeah, no, that sounds about right. <laughs> I thought that I thought that comment was was pretty accurate. I, yeah. I, I I liked that. So, yeah, this is not going anywhere good. Um, at this situation, so to get to make it even better, New Jack was asked about you know he, there's interviews with him about this this thing, and this is mm-hmm. one of those guys who he lived his gimmick. Um, like I'm pretty right. sure that's just how. He is because he right, I was going to say to the point where you wonder if this is just not a gimmick, if this guy's actually kind of a lunatic. Yeah, I'm not. I don't know. Um, but New Jack was asked about this and he was asked about Cullis asking to gig him. And his quote was, he said, yeah, I'll do it gladly. Yeah, that's not good. That's um, not, yeah. So. Again, I'm going to interrupt you again just for a second and say I'm pretty sure we all know where this is going. Yeah. There is precedent for stuff like this happening in wrestling in general. And I'm just going to say this now so we can distinguish it later on. But this will happen a lot. Like there will be a hot shot in the locker room who thinks they're all that. And somebody like one of the boys will like work pretty stiff on them. Sure. Just to kind of theoretically – teach them their place and establish their pecking order. It's a sketchy thing at the best of times because it's basically just hazing and bullying and being a terrible person. Yeah. But especially, you know, in a business where everyone kind of wants to make fun of you and call you fake, you could try to understand why this is something that people do, especially people who are good at it and can do it. And this is pretty important here. Do it safely uh, in a way where it hurts them. It maybe teaches them a lesson but maybe doesn't ruin their life. Again, I say right. that not knowing where we're going here, but just like right. it's not completely outside the bounds of normalcy in wrestling for one guy to look at another guy and be like, he needs to learn some respect. Sure. I mean, even we we go back, if you've heard Stone, uh, Stone Cold talk about it, like his first like month in the business, he was just getting the tar beat out of him. And this is before he even knew it was supposed to be fake. Like he yeah. thought it was real and he would just go out there and get pummeled. Yeah, well, that's the proper old school mentality. You gotta right. have guys who are tough enough to convince anyone, you know. Uh, so uh, um, another thing about this is anyone, anyone who knows anything about wrestling, like you, you never let another person cut you. Like that's you don't do that because they don't know you know your the way your skin works or the way your pain tolerance is like they don't they don't know how how could they so that's just a, a rule of thumb you don't let other people cut you uh re- wrestlers of course know this this kid does not because we've established he knows nothing uh and he was of course just stupid enough to ask the po- the worst possible person of anyone in the history of wrestling probably mhm so now we're going to go to the match. The match takes place. Now the match is supposed to be just pretty much a squash match uh anyway. 
like Dev, you know, with Devon, with the gangsters just kind of squashing the, these two. That that that's was the way it was scheduled. Okay. So in the match, Devon is isolated outside, kind of taken out of the picture, and then the full attention is turned to Cullis in the ring, and he just gets beaten down, like just obliterated by these guys. I mean, with they got everything in there. They got crutches. They got toasters that they're hitting him with. Like, they just have, like, a bag of stuff. You know, typical ECW. And right. they are just going to town on this guy. Jeez. And it's it's brutal. It's pretty brutal. But it, it gets so much worse. So, it was time for Cullis to get color. So, New Jack takes a surgical scalpel... And cuts into Cullis' forehead. Sure. Now, I'm going to pause there for just a second. Harris, you you know about, you know, bleeding and wrestling. And, you know, they, they cut themselves for the most part. Every now and then you get a hard way thing. But, you know, in general, they do, you know, they cut their forehead to get some, get some color in there. Add some drama to the match, you know. Correct. That's very typical in wrestling. It's a big part of wrestling. And, you know, and it's, it's, it's a good element of wrestling. As far as storytelling wise and emotion and stuff, um, well, but normally, you know, they use either like a little razor blade of some kind, uh, mm-hmm. you, you know, like like a uh, exacto knife type thing. They'll they'll break off a piece of and maybe hide it in their uh, like wrist tape or if you're Ric Flair I'm pretty sure he held it he held it in his mouth there was someone that did that oh. used to wrestle with it in their mouth I forgot who it was boy I, I don't know that. I that's don't know how that's possible that's the worst thing to think about yeah that just seems stupid but anyway um you know and people had different ways of doing it and then they they would give themselves some sort of nick you know you don't have to do too much with something like that that's that sharp just a little bit and then right. for, your forehead will bleed pretty well um, it right. usually bleeds pretty well, but it usually clots pretty well. Like, it's a safe place to get cut. That's right. why they do it. Right, exactly. You know, uh, there's pretty, there's not too much, you know, it's a pretty high margin of error in that area of the body. Well, uh, surgical sna- scalpel is not usually used. Um, and if you watch the video... I mean, it looks like New Jack is trying to, I don't know, I, I, I don't know. I've never seen anything like it, but he cuts his forehead way too deep, like down to the bone almost. Oh, man. And it causes blood to literally come pouring out of his head. Um, because what happened was he severed two arteries that are up at the top of your forehead uh, with the cut as well. And so the kid falls to the ground screaming in agony and, and rolls down yeah. to the mat. And then in the video, you can hear his father shouting into the ring to stop the match and that the kid is only 17. The gangsters oh, continue man. to beat on him, just continue to beat on him. I mean, there is literally like a river of blood. At this point, uh, New Jack ends up finishing it by jumping from the top rope with a chair and crashing into Cullis's head. And mm. blood is literally like shooting out of his head, like squirting ropes like out of his head. Um, 
and New Jack ends up going for the pin, but there's, of course, like, no ref around. I'm not quite sure why. And so the match is unofficially over. Paramedic paramedics come rushing out to try to stop the bleeding. Like, his forehead is literally just, like, pulsing blood out of it at this point. Yeah. I mean, it is just everywhere. Um, and he's out. Like, he's he's not moving. Like, he's unconscious. And while this is happening, New Jack then gets on the mic and starts to insult Mass Transit even further, saying he doesn't care if this MFR dies because he's white and he doesn't like white people or people from Boston. You know, just fully committing to further playing up the heel thing. Weirdest left turn into cheap heat I've ever heard, by the way. Pretty much, yeah. Um, That's wild. Cullis ended up being stretchered out of the building, and apparently he also gave the fans the finger, like he woke up and gave them the finger as he was being uh, carried out to the hospital, you know, still trying to play it up. Hey, I was going to say, he's hardcore. He's hardcore. Yeah, he is. Uh, He was rushed to the hospital and needed around, like, 50 stitches or something to to cover this up. So, yeah, this was not good. ECW would, of course, love to just sweep this under the rug uh, because it was, you know, an untelevised house show. But uh, there was an ECW fan cam there that that got it all, that captured the whole thing. Um, so shortly afterwards, in the, the news, there was a news show called Inside Edition, and it interviewed the Cullis family. And the program was 100% just like a smear piece against ECW. With right. Eric being portrayed as this innocent victim, uh, the family further lied during the program, saying age was never asked, and Eric yeah. thought, it, and Eric, and apparently they said that Eric thought it was supposed to be a comedy match that he was going to be in. It's ECW. What? What? <laughs> uh, and even mm. though it was mostly lies, it, it really harmed ECW, and because they, again, as I said, they were getting ready to have their first ever pay per view uh, called Barely Legal. And this caused, <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, that's funny. Uh, this caused the providers, several of the providers, to pull out, and the pay per view was canceled uh, because of it. And it took Heyman months of pleading to finally get back the pay per view providers, and then the pay per view ended up taking place uh, like five months later in April of 1997. Um, so it, you know, it did end up happening, but did not look good for a while there. So now a few years pass by, like three years, and then the family brings charges of assault and battery with a weapon against New Jack. Now why it was Great. three years later, I really have no idea, but for some reason it was. Mm-hmm. And there's, you know, there's a full-on trial, uh, New Jack, and at the trial, it was uh, New Jack revealed that Cullis had asked asked him to cut him. And there were several other witnesses backstage who validated all of his claims. Um, after And after hearing all the testimony, the jury acquitted New Jack of criminal charges um, because he was asked and everything else. But the legal battles would continue after that, as now a civil case was next. And after that mm-hmm. trial, mm-hmm. New Jack was, ended up being declared not liable for the incident either. And Which, the, by the way, that's kind of a huge deal because, like, I don't know, if you don't know anything about wrestling, like, we've already established this guy's a lunatic and probably not a very nice person. If right. you don't know anything about wrestling, it sounds like it would be really easy to convince somebody that he did this on purpose. You know what I mean? Like, this was completely unjustified and completely out of nowhere and everything that the family says it was. And, like, 
I know the rule in criminal court is innocent until proven guilty and you have to be right. 100% sure. The rule in civil court is just like more likely than not. Yeah. I'm kind of shocked that New Jack was able to go to a civil trial and get away with this again and like convince a room full of people who knew nothing about wrestling like no, this is fine. I'm normal. Well, no, get this. This is this is one of the reasons why. Oh, it's because okay. actually the video of the incident proved to be particularly damaging when it came out that Cullis's father can be heard yelling that he's only 17 and to take uh-huh. it easy on him in the ring. This proved that the father was fully aware of this whole deception going on. Um, mm, yeah, that's true. And also the fact that Cullis gave the fans the finger afterwards also, still trying to like play up the character as well. That was another piece on it. Um, wow. So ultimately, ultimately, this kid with his father faked his way into a wrestling show, claiming he was a trained wrestler and older than he was, acted like mm-hmm. a dick in the locker room, stupidly asked a known psycho wrestler who he'd pissed off already to cut him and then paid the price. New Jack would not hold back on his thoughts on the kid in interviews for year after years after. And you can still find interviews where he just rails on this. Um, and then to cap all this off only a few years after the trial, Cullis would die due to complications from gastric bypass surgery at age 22. Mm, that's rough. And after his death, the family would sue New Jack again claiming their son's mm-hmm. need for the surgery was a result of depression and an eating disorder due to the incident, which didn't work and is one of the dumbest things ever because the kid Jeez. was morbidly obese at the time of this incident. So it's like, that's that's, mm-hmm. so, that's so dumb. Anyway, uh, the whole family just seems like a bunch of freaking morons. And uh, But this still, you know, to this day, this remains one of the biggest blemishes on an already pretty nuts company in... Uh, in the yeah. form of ECW. No so uh, that is the ECW mass transit incident, kind of in a uh, somewhat of a nutshell there. And it's uh, that's pretty pretty wild. Yeah, that's certainly something. You're right. It isn't exactly uh, as goofy as a lot of the stuff we're used to talking about here. It's really just kind of sad, but... Yeah, pretty much. It's also pretty crazy. And yeah. also, I thought New Jack would be way more culpable than he turned out to be. <laughs> well, I mean, let's not like he's still... let's not just like be like, oh yeah, New Jack was fine and all this. Oh no, 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 no! <laughs> I am not trying to do that. I just he was more provoked than he's been in a lot of other incidents. Sure, is that sure. a fair way of putting it? Yeah, that's yeah. I think that's a fair way of putting it. Um. Yeah, but there's there's nobody there's no innocent person in this entire no. situation like at no. all, um, other no. than yeah there's there's no this this is just a perfect amalgamation of just everyone acting wrong all at the same time mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. this this you know terrible thing to take place. But uh, yeah, sorry to bring down the show. Normally we try and make the show funny, and uh, this was not so. That's the uh, that's all I got. Hey, that's all I got here. That's showbiz, baby. I don't know. Oh man, so uh, yeah, we'll see if uh, we do any more ECW stories. There, there's definitely some strange ones, but again, it's it's hard to do a strange story about a company where it's just like the whole company could be itself just a thing. So it's you right. Know, it's... I feel like a lot of the um, 
a lot of what we do is gimmick related or like weird storylines or weird angles. Right. But most of the gimmicks in ECW were we're real mad and we like hurting, but we like hurting other people more. Right. And most of the storylines were let's watch these two guys really hurt each other. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, it doesn't exactly. lend itself to the kind of goofy storytelling that we have on here a lot of the time. Yeah, you know exactly. So I don't know. That's uh I do kind of want to try strange. now. I'm I, I haven't thought about it too much before, <laughs> but I'm interested. Yeah, I know. That's what I was doing. I was like, we haven't done we haven't done this at all. I I want to let, let's try and find some some ECW yeah. stuff just to kind of, you know, round it out. We talked about all the other major wrestling companies for the most part, you know, but we hadn't done hadn't done ECW, so yeah. So there we go. We we can check that box off. All right. Well, uh, this is a little bit shorter of an episode because we did all of our recap stuff in a whole separate episode. So that's why this is a little bit shorter than our typical episodes are. It's actually longer than our typical episodes are, but since they're split into two, they're each shorter than they usually are. But whatever. Um, <laughs> but of course, we got to finish with one last segment with what is up. With Dave Arquette. Now, we haven't had a whole lot of David Arquette news recently, because just not a ton. He hasn't been doing a ton. He had, like, that Jerry Lawler match, the tag team match with, like, King Brian and stuff. But that's really, I feel like that's really the only match he's had in several months. So, there's not really been a whole lot of wrestling related stuff with David Arquette. That has changed this week because the PWI Top 500 Wrestlers list came out and our own patron saint, David Arquette, has made the list at 453rd. And it is beautiful. Heck yeah. Oh, it was awesome. A big shout out to uh, Graham Bagshaw um, at MGB Graham. Uh, he's been one of our longtime listeners, and he sent me a uh, Twitter message saying that David Arquette had made the list, so I immediately went out and bought a uh, digital version, which is just horrible. Don't ever buy digital versions of this magazine because the reader sucks. Um, yeah, I wasn't going to. It's horrible. Like you can't navigate <laughs> anything. It's it was a waste. It, it was a waste. I will I'm try not and lie. find. That doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah, I am gonna try and find an actual copy of this because I want one of these. But uh, anyway, I literally bu- I paid four bucks just so I could get a screenshot of this little thing of David Arquette, and it was worth it. Um, yeah. So yeah, here I'm gonna read this here. So four four hundred fifty third. This is what uh, PWI wrote about him. No joke, which is, of course, exactly how you have to start it. Arquette has developed into a competent wrestler and has been one of the top draws on the independents over the past year. Has learned a lot from his mentor and odd couple tag partner, RJ City. Showed (laughs) that hardcore wrestling wasn't his thing in his loss to Nick Gage, but did pull out a singles win over Colt Cabana. So I think that was pretty... Pretty uh, accurate description there of Arquette's past year in the wrestling wrestling world. And he's going all the way to the top. He is. You heard it here first. This time next year, he's going to be in the top ten. <laughs> now, if we were making the list, that would be the case. Uh, no no doubt about it. Uh, so that was, that was awesome. And then 
he actually he actually reposted my Instagram post of it, so that was cool. And, yeah, that was uh, cool. So yeah, so congratulations, uh, Mr. David Arquette, on officially being a real wrestler. That's pretty awesome. Uh, RJ City made the list too. He was like two hundred and something, and that was pretty funny because someone like sent him a tweet like with that screenshot, and he was like. What if you're mad if you don't even consider yourself a wrestler? He said something about that, which was pretty funny mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. on there. So that is pretty. Congratulations funny. to David Arquette and RJ City on being on the list. But that's all I have with uh, what's up with David Arquette for for this week. But I think that's a pretty big one. Yeah, that's huge. Uh, all right. So um, I I don't have anything else, Harris. You have anything else? That's about it, man. I'm yeah. trying to think of what else is going on. We got some new TV shows coming up, right? When does AEW start? I should know this. Uh, is October the... like 4th or something it's October. like that. Okay, so we got another month at I least. I think it's okay, like the cool, first cool, cool, week cool. of October, something got like it. that. All right, so we have a lot to look forward to considering we always say we don't care about what's happening and then we talk about current events for 45 minutes. <laughs> it's about to get even worse. <laughs> yeah, okay, so look, I think it's either October 2nd or 9th. Because those are both Wednesdays, so I think it's Wednesdays. Right. But anyway, I'm not sure exactly. I don't okay, remember. okay. Well, so it's not it's not this week though. That's the point. I'm no, excited no. about that moving forward. I yeah. think uh, I think it's a pretty cool time to be a wrestling fan. But it is, it is. I'm still mad they haven't announced a date in Atlanta. It's frustrating. It's I am. Frustrating. It'll be yeah. I'm. It, It'll be sometime that you can't go or are already back out of town or something ridiculous like that. I know. That's what I'm mad about. Oh, 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 <laughs> another thing not related to AEW. So NWA is going to start a TV show finally. Did you hear about yeah, this? Yeah, I did. I don't know how that's going to work. Well, they're, they're, they're doing it old school like television studio like they did back in the 80s in NWA. And it's shooting everything in Atlanta. Huh. Yeah, so they're okay. gonna like do a weekly television taping in Atlanta. Um, I don't remember when it starts. It starts pretty soon. Uh, I remember my uh, like my dad was telling me about it. And we were we were looking it up. So that's pretty cool. That is pretty like cool. like our own local like wrestling show. It's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, that's very cool. Um, I don't remember when it starts. Let me see. Let me see if I can find when it starts. Okay, it's gonna be at the at the GPB Studios, the Georgia Public Broadcasting Studios. <laughs> That's wild. That's awesome. I still I, I I still don't feel like it can stay on the air that long, but it, I, I, I am know. interested. I'll give it that. Yeah, who knows? But that's that's pretty cool. Who I don't knows? know where it's gonna be. Like I don't know what TV it's gonna be on. But anyway, yeah, maybe it's on Georgia Public Broadcasting, baby. <laughs> <laughs> that would be That's awesome. What CBS always needed was some wrestling. So they announced the first show is going to be on the 30th, September 30th, and uh, October 1st. Those are the first two tapings that are going to take place. And tickets go on sale, I think, this week. Huh. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. That is very cool. I might have to look this into will... that. Yeah, no kidding. This is about at, least, like, at least get to go like the first one. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, it would be pretty cool. Anyway, well, we'll see. Maybe, maybe we'll make a uh, podcast trip out of it. Who knows? But anyway, so so that that was another thing in news that I, that I that was just announced. So that's pretty cool. That's uh that's pretty cool stuff. At least for our neck of the woods down here in Atlanta. So okay, now I now I don't I don't have anything else. Do you have anything else? 
I'm done, man. Okay. You got it. Go follow us on Twitter at behind underscore gorilla. We follow back wrestling fans. Uh, tweet us if you have any suggestions for episodes. We're always looking for that. Um, and uh, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at markmarkbrand. And I'm at Harris Wilson. My my personal Twitter is pretty much all sports stuff. So that I don't really tweet wrestling from that to be honest, but that's fine. Um, go s- give us a, a review and rating on iTunes. Those always help. Uh, and if you have a podcast you want us to give you guys a uh, rating and review, just just tweet us and let us know. We'd be happy to do that as well. And yeah, that's pretty much it. So thanks so much for listening, guys. I'm Mark. And I'm Harris. And we'll talk to you next week.